pretzels. Look. What, Chips? Look. Who's the new guy? Fanta. I think he's looking at me. Uh, pretzels, you got it twisted. He's looking at me. Stop being salty, Chips. We both got a chance. Shh, he's coming over. Ladies. Hi. And hello to you. Back at you, handsome. Fanta picked beef jerky? Mm, girl, we're gonna be here a while. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. So, the news, uh, I think right off the bat is, of course, that President uh, Trump, as well as First Lady Melania Trump, have now been tested positive for coronavirus, the novel coronavirus, uh, after Hope Hicks had tested positive. It's very long and, and trusted aid. And I got to tell you, right, right from the moment uh, he had tweeted that he was getting ready to take the test. Uh, my heart went out to him and, of course, anybody else who has been infected with the COVID-19 virus from China, the China virus. I think what really surprised me today, what took me back, was the fact that so many people responded so horrifically to this. It just, you know, Jenny, Jenny Tare, who works with me, uh, we were talking about it this morning and it was, it was just shocking and disgusting to see how people responded. Some people, the never Trumpers, the anti-Trumpers, uh, the, the Trump haters, right? Uh, to this diagnosis that, that they wished him the worst. I mean, some people are wishing him the worst. I don't even want to say it. Right now I can tell you that his diagnosis, he is asymptomatic, which means that he's not showing any symptoms or anything of the sort. Uh, he and his wife are in quarantine, which means they are quarantining themselves inside the White House, not, you know, not making contact with other people, not going outside of the White House. I'm sure they're getting all the attention from the White House physicians. Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who is a friend of mine and somebody who've had on this show before, the former physician at the White House, he worked with President Obama as well as President Trump. He is a remarkable man. He was on Fox and Friends this morning, and he talked, talked about President Trump being asymptomatic. And he talked about the fact that, you know, they're, they're going to get better and that Trump is going to be ready for that next debate. He will be ready. I know for those of you out there, who absolutely hate him. You're probably not listening to me. But if you are, if you are, Ronnie Jackson said there is plenty of time for the president to get well, to not be contagious, and to be ready for the debate on October 15th. But I want to take a step back. And I want to talk about what Jenny and I talked about this morning, about this divisiveness in our nation, that there would be people in this country that would hate a president that they don't even know, by the way. Remember that, you guys. You don't even know him. Most of you have never met him. Most of you only know what you see on television. 
right? That's all most of us know. I mean, even me, I, other than the few times that I've met the president or, you know, and, and interviewed him and had an opportunity to talk with him. I don't really know him. I don't hang out with him. I'm not at the white house, you know, every day at a party, eating dinner with them, going to McDonald's with the president. I'm not doing any of that. Right. But I have met him and I do know him to the extent that I would know any human being and be able to kind of maybe surmise what type of person they are. He's been an incredibly kind person to me every single time, a wonderful human being around other people every time. And what surprises me most are people, even people that I've known from my past, that absolutely hate this man, even though they don't know him at all, even though they've never met him, even though all it is is what they're reading in the media, or maybe they heard some video of him making a statement that they didn't like, um, some locker room talk about women in the past, something like that. In fact, they act. And these are even some people that I know. And I'm, I'm telling you this, people that were my good friends, people who I've heard in the past say terrible things jokingly, you know, and I'd be like, hey, that's not funny. Oh, I was just joking. I'm so sorry. You know, everybody does it. Every human being makes mistakes. Everybody talks. Everybody says something that they wish they wouldn't have said. Even me, everyone. Everyone does it. Sorry if some of you out there think you're Jesus Christ. You're not. Everybody has a moment, okay? Everybody has a moment. Um, but these people hate this man so much for no other reason than they've read something about him somewhere or that somebody's told them that they should hate him. Think about that. I mean, are we drones? Do we just automatically, someone tells us to hate someone and we're like, yes, of course. Aye, aye, Captain. I hate them. Thank you. Thank you for telling me who to hate. I want you to think about that. Because all of you self-righteous, all of those self-righteous people, you and I both know who we're talking about, the self-righteous that act like they never did anything wrong, that act like they never did anything wrong. Those people, the ones that you go to the grocery store and you have to deal with them and the one who honks at you or doesn't even under, give you even a moment to you know, gather your thoughts, the one that's always on the attack that self-righteous person, maybe the boss you once had, right? People that think they know everything. Those people, the elitists here in Washington, D.C., that want to make you their drone. You got to be their I.I. captain person. And I want you to think for yourself. Have basically run an incredible propaganda campaign against this president of the United States. They've run a campaign that has actually made you know, like a good percentage of people just hate him for being him. Just hate him. Just, they don't even know him. They just hate him. Enough so that when he's diagnosed with COVID-19, a virus from China, by the way, people hate him more than they hate the Chinese government that hid it from the world. Or the World Health Organization, by the way, that told the entire world that there was no human-to-human -human transmission of this virus uh, because the Chinese told them that. Think about it. They hate President Trump more. They want to believe, oh, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Therefore, 
are. Good for you. Karma. You got COVID. Guess what, folks? We're probably all going to get contaminated with COVID. That's just the way it goes. That's what a virus does. It spreads. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. If you're touching a rail, the virus mutates. The virus changes. The virus travels. And I know nobody, I, I don't even know how that word herd immunity all of a sudden became like a bad thing, but herd immunity is what's going to eventually happen because people are going to be exposed to it. Just like the president who is asymptomatic now. I'm going to tell you a personal story um, and one that was very, very difficult for me growing up. But I think it comes into play here because there was a, it was a different time. And of course it was a different virus, right? But it was this weird reaction to how people act towards things. I mean, I, you know, and, and history is different, right? We lived in a different time in the 1980s and 90s than we do now. Um, and we didn't have Twitter and all the social media. And in fact, for a long time in the 80s, we didn't even really have like cell phones. I mean, people had pagers, I think, in the 80s from what I remember. And then there were these big fat cell phones that the cops would use or drug dealers would have, as my mom would say, like, the only person that has a cell phone is a drug dealer or a pager is a doctor. Or that's, you, know, you shouldn't get one. Um, but the reason I'm talking about this, because how news travels, right? For some of you, you won't even remember it. But for those of you who do remember the AIDS outbreak and the AIDS epidemic, um, when AIDS first came to the United States, it was terrifying. COVID, COVID-19. I mean, I don't even know, but AIDS was like, nobody knew. Nobody understood it. Could I get AIDS from touching someone? What? what? Was AIDS transmissible? I don't know. What is it? Is AIDS just a gay disease? What? No. AIDS is also a heterosexual disease. I mean, this is, everybody was so confused. People were terrified. People that had sex were like all of a sudden, sure, they had AIDS. People were scared. They had good reason to be scared. AIDS was a horrifying and still is not like it was then because there are different treatments now for HIV, but it was horrifying. It was deadly. It caused human beings to waste away. I had an uncle who for me was like a father, my uncle Al, um, he was gay. And after my dad died when I was 13 years old, he took over. He was like a father. He was a father figure for me. He was my, like my dad with like the coolest clothes, right? Because he was gay. So he, he was like the coolest kind of gay dad. I was like hip before hip was hip, right? I had like the adopted gay dad. I know it's freaking you guys out right now. You're like, Sarah Carter, she had, a, she had like a gay dad. He was like my best friend, my dad, the guy that you know, that I would give anything for. And I did. I loved him. I loved him. I, at that time, I worked at Southwest Airlines. I know you're going to say, how does this, what does this have to do with President Trump? I'm going to take you there because I think it's important. And it's important for us right now. You know, when you love someone, when you love someone, just like the people that we've seen on television, whose loved ones have died of COVID-19 or, you know, Janice Dean, God bless her and her fight against Governor Cuomo and the loss of her in-laws, you know, uh, in New York with their, they were uh, put in the same, I guess, people with COVID-19 were put in the same elderly care facility that her in-laws were in and she wants an investigation. But when you love someone and 
there is a virus, right? A vi- you can't see it. You can't actually take it out and beat the crap out of it. You want to, you want to, you want to get out there. You want to beat the shit out of that virus. You want it gone. You want it gone, but you can't because it's invisible. It's an invisible weapon, right? It's an invisible, I don't know. Like, it, I don't even want to use it. It's not really a weapon because it comes out of nowhere. It's like, it's like this strange thing. It could either be weaponized or it could come naturally. We don't know. It shows up and it destroys and wrecks our lives because guess what? We're organisms. We are human beings and we're susceptible to that. That's life. That's life. I took care of my uncle, my uncle Al, who, you know, eventually I found out and and it took a while, but I, I found out, I mean, people were hiding it, that they were HIV positive. I figured it out after he got sick a few times. And this was in the nineties, late nineties by the time. And he had a, you know, he actually had pneumonia, was hospitalized. I was working at Southwest Airlines and I remember you know, oh my gosh, double shifts sometimes and then having to drive back. And at this point, I had my, my oldest child, my son, Alex, and there were times where I had to drive back and forth to, you know, go home 40 minutes from LAX back to, or from Burbank, sorry, at that time, from Burbank back to San Bernardino County, go get my uncle, take him to USC County Medical Center for medication. Long story short, it was, it was overwhelming. It was a tough, tough time for me and my family. And I was with him every single day till after this six foot, beautiful, honking man, you know, um, ended up wasting away and dying. Um, I was with him at my grandmother's house, um, his mom, uh, dying, uh, you know, of, of AIDS. Um, it was tough. I watched him. And I watched him lose his life to a virus that I could not see, but one that I could see was physically changing who he was as a human being and taking away his life. And I remember talking to him about that. He was very lucid up until the end of his death and he lost a lot of his friends. Never once, never once would I accept anyone saying to me that he deserved it because he was gay. Never once did I ever believe in my heart that anyone ever deserved to be sick for any reason because of something about them. And when I look on Twitter and the vile statements being made about President Trump and Melania, And all the people out there who, by the way, we don't even know, maybe there's some people out there that got COVID who other people think are assholes or who they don't like, right? Nobody, nobody deserves to be attacked by these viruses that we can't control. It is human nature. It is life. We should have compassion. We should be caring people. You, you know, the left says a lot about, oh, the right doesn't care. People, conservatives don't have a heart. Oh, they don't want to be Christ-like, yet they, they act like they, they're Christians. Look at what the left is doing right now. 
or look at what people are doing that just hate Trump. Look, read those tweets. Go on. No, you know what? Don't do it because it's going to, it's going to sear in your brain something so negative. You don't even want to read it. This president of the United States loves our nation. I know this. I know this. Despite everything that has happened to him, despite the crazy Russia hoax investigation that is, by the way, totally not real and people should be indicted. I'm not even going to go into that right now. All of the treachery that has happened to him, even from people inside his own White House, the establishment that wants him out, that wishes him the worst, those like Clapper and Brennan who have called him, uh, what, a clear and present danger? All those people, all those people that wish the worst on him, guess what? Every single day, that president gets up early in the morning and fights for this nation, despite the fact that he knows so many people out there do not care about him or his family or his own life. What kind of people are we? Really, when we behave like this, who are we? You know what? Viruses don't see conservatives or Democrats. Viruses don't see color. They don't, they just, they're just viruses. They're organisms that duplicate and attack our cellular systems and they go inside our body and they attack us and they multiply and they want to live and they mutate and they attack our system and they kill us sometimes and sometimes they don't but what are we doing to each other right we can think we understand as human beings who we are to one another and what we mean and what it means to really say vile things and to say hateful things. I only wish I would have never felt this way with President Obama, even though I disagreed with him on foreign policy issues. Never once, never once in my career as a journalist did I ever wish in my heart any ill will on any of the presidents or on, on Obama. Never, never even crossed my mind. I would say, wow, he looks great. Oh, look at him. When I went to the military, you know, I saw him dance for the first time with Michelle Obama on inauguration at the military ball. And I was at covering one of the, and I thought, wow, I'm, I'm seeing a moment in history. This is incredible. I did not agree with President Obama at all on his foreign policy issues and not on a lot of his national issues. I never hated him. So when I see this all over Twitter, when I see what's happening to our nation and how divided we are, you know, and I think about that conversation I had with Jenny this morning and just how hurtful this has all become. It's like, wow, have, have we really reached this low that our own nation, our own people, imagine, imagine what the rest of the world thinks of us. Imagine what the rest of the world thinks of us. You know, it's like a family that talks bad about each other, right? You know those families where there's like a family member and they go outside the family and they're talking bad about their own family and you're thinking like, 
wow, that family is messed up. They don't even respect each other enough to just treat each other with respect in public. What do you think our adversaries think when we rip each other apart in this country right before an election? When we wish, when some people in this country wish the death of their own elected president, a duly elected president of these United States, not a dictator. No, this is, he's not a dictator. He was elected. He was elected just like President Obama was elected. He'll either be elected November 3rd or he won't. And it doesn't matter because we're a phenomenal nation. We should be. We should accept the transition of power based on what the American people want. But do you really think that what we're seeing now is the best of us, the best of what we can be? It's not. It's not. And you know what? One more point before I wrap this up, because I just feel like I need to talk about it. You know, we're living in such fear. I'm going to go back to my uncle really quick. I remember it was scary when nobody knew or understood HIV. Nobody understood what, you know, about AIDS. By the way, President Trump has made that a top priority to find a cure, right? To find a cure for AIDS, not just treatments. And I'm, I'm so grateful to him for that. Um, that we were so terrified of that. But we didn't shut the whole world down. We didn't stop living. As far as I can remember, nobody ever wished anybody that. At least I didn't run into those people. And then anybody who tried to target someone and said, oh, it's a gay disease or whatever, it was like, did you really just say that? Did you really just say that? But we were different, right? We didn't live in fear. I've traveled to countries all over the world with diseases and viruses that some of them, gosh, in Afghanistan, I know people that have, that have actually contracted viruses that doctors can't even, they can't even diagnose. They don't even know exactly what the person has. I traveled all over that country. Not in fear. Like you can't live in fear. Guys, this is the world. We got to live life. We get to do it cautiously. We got to take the right precautions, but we got to live life. Life is not worth living if you're trapped in a basement, right? You got to get out there. Wear your mask. Okay, so you get COVID. Guess what? Most of us will get COVID. We will get it. It's just going to happen. Not everyone's going to be, some people are going to be asymptomatic. Some people are going to be very sick and that's a tragedy, but we have to live life and we have to treat each other with respect and we need to use common sense and you know what i'm going to say a prayer for the president i'm going to say a prayer for our nation i'm going to say a prayer for the first lady and for hope hicks and for anybody out there who has covid19 and i wish a speedy speedy recovery to everyone and not one ounce of ill will and i don't care if you're a member of the socialist party the green party the democratic party or the conservative party. Thank you so much for being a part of the Sarah Carter show, this special edition. I, again, I wish the best 
for the President Trump and the First Lady a speedy recovery. Uh, my, you know, my heart goes out to you, and thank you so much for everything, Mr. President, that you do for our nation. This is the Sarah Carter Show. I'm coming to you from Radio America. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah Carter DC. If I haven't been shadow banned, which I'm always shadow banned there, you can follow, go to Facebook. Find me on Facebook at Sarah A. Carter. Sometimes I'm also banned there. It's so interesting. And you can reach me on YouTube at Sarah Carter and Parlor at Sarah Carter Official. Remember, if you've enjoyed today's episode, and if you did, please give us a five-star rating and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a review. We read them always. Thank you so much for being a part of this show. God bless you. Take care. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We're taking the story. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.